Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Well, good morning. Um, my name is Joe, Joanna. It's all right. My heart is up here. Okay. All right. Okay. It's good to be here and... Um, I felt privileged that uh, I get to tell my story. I used to think that um, my testimony or my life story is not worth telling or not worth hearing because um, because I think, you know, it's, it's, it's so simple. Well, for me anyway, it's not as dramatic as some of you may have, but um, I'm going to tell you anyway. But I realized two things that... Um, It's not about me, it's about God. And the second thing is, each testimony or each life story is unique. And it carries a powerful message. And that is God, through Christ, is a lifesaver. My prayer this morning is that the Lord will speak into our hearts and realize that each life story that showcases the life-giving and life-changing grace of God is not just a good story, but a great story that honors him. We'll, we'll jump into it because I'll, I'll be setting you up so this, while from the heart, can drag things um, a little bit. So I'll just give you a bit of a, a background. As you can see, I'm from a nation uh, background. Um, I grew up and born in, in Manila, Phil, um, Philippines. Uh, I have been living in Perth um, since 1993, so that'll be more than uh, 20 years. Uh, I have one brother, uh, one stepsister, one half-sister. I was the first grandchild for both sides. Growing up and starting to understand more of myself and my environment, I felt alone and unwanted. It all started when my parents separated when I was only seven or eight years old. And my grandparents um, took up that position of uh, parents to me. So they decided that they're going to bring my brother and I up. Um, I know that they had good intentions in their hearts. Um, but that didn't fill the void or the longing in my heart for that father and daughter uh, relationship that um, healthy family would have. Um, up to this day, sometimes I wish that I could have that um, daughter and father relationships, relationship, but um, I couldn't really sort of have that. Um, I had a rough childhood. My grandmother was a strict disciplinarian. That's probably because of her Spanish um, upbringing. Uh, Her type of discipline is not so much of a loving discipline, but more of um, punishment. Uh, Well, this is for me anyway. Um, As a kid, I know what was the right thing to do, but still get caught doing the wrong thing. So just giving you an idea how um, I had the consequences or punishment, as you call it. So every time I do something wrong, uh, my grandmother would um, ask me to put my hands out like that. And she would light a candle and just let the hot wax drip 
on my hands. So that's one of the things that, you know, I did get as a consequence. Other times she would ask me to uh, kneel on the floor, but not just on a smooth um, floor, but she would scatter um, beans on the floor. Um, so she would ask me to kneel for about 30 minutes. So that sort of thing. Um, and other times uh, she would uh, use belt to um, hit me on different parts of my body and the next day uh, you could see bruises sorry sorry you could see bruises on my body for Western countries that that will probably be classified as child abuse but where I came from it's actually the norm so that's how they disciplined um, kids during my time anyway. Sorry, I just composed myself. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at one stage I was told by my mother that um, I was tied to a leg of a table because I, I didn't uh, finish um, eating my veggies or I wouldn't eat my veggies. Uh, I couldn't, I, I have no recollection of this happening, probably because um, I was too young to remember it. Um, I felt like these consequences um, outweigh the love that they believe they're giving or showing me. For them, um, they believe that, you know, you better drive the evil out of these kids first before they go to the wrong path, so so that's what they're doing. Um, I was uh, raised uh, a Catholic and did what Catholics normally do. Um, my first understanding of who Jesus is was when I was invited to come to this summer church camp near a house, which was organized by, by a Protestant church. And that's when I first heard of John 3.16, and. Most of you probably would know, and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I have attended this church um, summer camps for years. And during those years, something had happened to me that I will never forget. Uh, it was something that I kept a secret for almost three decades. Um, until five years ago when my former uh, pastor asked me to tell the testimony, tell my story. And I struggled because I thought, you know, in my opinion, it was shameful. But he gave me the strength to tell my story. Um, sorry. In my grandmother's house, there's so many male and female relatives. Uh, unfortunately, there was a time when I was in primary school, I was, uh, I was sexually molested by one of these close relatives whom I trust, and it happened for years. I was scared, confused, I was threatened, and I couldn't do anything thinking that if I say something to my grandparents or to anyone, um, 
I would probably be accused of lying, uh, making up stories, and probably be beaten up or punished. Those were the dark years in my earlier life. I found the courage to say enough is enough when I started high school. Um, I told that secret to some of my close friends. And that relieved some of the heaviness in my heart. I didn't have the guts to tell my mother what has been happening at the time because I was afraid. Because of the absence of the father figure in my life, I felt really alone, unwanted, and unloved. My distant father was still supporting us financially, but, but never, there, never there to support to support us spiritually, uh, emotionally, and morally. It felt like everything, everything I did was wrong or not good enough. Never have I heard or received from those who love me any encouraging words or affirming words. And, you know, that will somehow let me feel loved and valued. At one point, words have been spoken over me that I will be just like my mother. Uh, falling pregnant before finishing school, and that I will not amount to anything. I'm sure that they love me, but never express in actions or words. Those who had authority over me did their best to keep me in the straight and narrow, but lacked wisdom and understanding. Now, as a parent, I realize how important it is to actually give affirming words to your kids believing in them and praying for them. My grandmother later in life got involved with the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Uh, it is a spiritual movement within the Catholic Church that incorporates aspects of both Catholic and charismatic practice. It places an emphasis on having a personal relationship with Jesus and expressing the gifts of the Spirit without the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I saw a change in her, and she was the one who pointed me to the right direction. Life got better a bit then, but never without challenges, tests, pains, hurts. There came a time when I was nearly wrecked one early morning, coming from a dawn service. And my thought at that time was, what is it with me that I seem to attract these things. Well, we'll just move on. In high school with some close friends, we started attending prayer meetings. That's when I fully understood what, why Christ sacrificed his life for me, took my sin upon him so that I can have a meaningful life. I surrendered my life to Christ and received him as my friend and my personal savior. I felt released and I felt light after that. I found myself forgiven and the strength to actually forgive the person who wronged me. I didn't change overnight, but it was a painful process. I called myself Christian, but I was still living in a worldly manner, still following the ways of the world instead of following him. I thank God for his guidance and that I didn't go the wrong path. The hurts of the past were still in my heart, hidden in, my, in the deepest part of my soul and found myself lonely, depressed and ashamed. My friends and I continued to attend prayer meetings and started to grow spiritually. I always wanted to belong. 
I have found comfort, love, peace in the company of Christian friends. They encouraged me in the, world, in, in the Lord and in the Word. When things happened at home, I would resort to hanging out with friends and just be myself. And just did my best to be happy or look happy on the outside, uh, even though inside it's a different story. I remember one day I got overwhelmed by all these things that have happened in the past and the issues and challenges I was facing. I poured everything unto the Lord, writing to him. I told him all my hurts, my pains, my disappointments, my brokenness, dreams, desires, hopes, everything I told him. I was sobbing uncontrollably and I was hurting and I just said, I just had enough of this. I even asked if this life is worth living. After numerous pages, I stopped and prayed that he will make things better for me. I felt peace in my heart after that and really felt grateful for his love and the healing that's already taking place. So my life story is not all about doom and gloom. So good things were starting to happen. So we fast forward to 1996, already living in Australia, working as a registered nurse, happily married to a wonderful and godly man whom I have known since I was 13 years old. Married life seems to be going really well until we hit a roadblock. We planned to start a family since we got married, but nothing happened for years, actually a decade. But God is faithful. He has comforted us in his word, and it was a challenge for both of us to stay focused on him and keep believing and standing on his promises. And he saw us through. Indeed, according to Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And his timing is perfect. Our first son, Dean, was born in 2007. In 2011, we conceived for the second time after four years of trying, but lost the baby. We were devastated, but never questioned God. Why? For we believe that we must have a good reason why it happened. We continued, on, we continued on this journey of faith and kept believing for another miracle. And our second son, Jace, was conceived three months after our miscarriage that year. Now that I have grown in the Lord and keep growing and keep being stretched in my faith, still a work under progress because I know he is not finished with me yet. I conclude that this life is worth living, not for myself, but for him and his purpose alone. Looking back on my past life, God has been there for me, loving on me, protecting me. His hand of grace and mercy has always been upon my life. I was... And I still am the apple of his eyes, because I was wonderfully and fearfully made. Although I had a difficult past, I cling to these words in Jeremiah 29:11. This is my life, um, my life verse. For I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. So, if there is one thing I'd like us to take away from this, it is this. You don't let any past experiences, hurts, 
pains, disappointments, brokenness, or even other people's estimates of you stop you from reaching your destination in God or even stop you from reaching your full potential in God. And most importantly, don't let, don't let these things stop you from um, living a purposeful life here on earth. Thank you all for listening and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.